Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This week's episode is sponsored by Logan Arch. Logan Arch is the place to go if you're looking for geeky accessories that also feel a little bit nostalgic. So Pokemon fans, there's definitely something for you. They have pins, apparel, bags, stickers, office goods, basically everything you could want. And it's all well-designed and nerdy and reminds you of your childhood faves, which is something I absolutely love. To start shopping, you can head to loganartschicago.com or follow them online at loganartschicago. Before this week's episode, we have a couple quick announcements for you. One, thank you so much to everyone who has contributed to our Patreon. That's actually the main way that we fund everything that happens at the Sartorial Geek right now. So that's how we pay for this podcast. That's how we keep the website going and it helps support the magazine. So if you want to check out the cool rewards that we have and the two goals that we're super close to hitting, you can head to patreon.com slash sartorial geek and we have a couple special people to thank this week thank you to danielle molly jordan amanda jennifer caitlin tari amanda and margaret we really really appreciate you we also have some fun events coming up you can check out our calendar but we'll be at dragon con rose city comic con and new york comic con in the next couple months so if you'll be any of those places please come say hi Hey, welcome to the Sartorial Geek Podcast. I'm Jordan Ellis of Jordan Denae, and I am so excited. This interview has been like a year in the making. I am finally here talking to Paul Wins. How are you? I'm I'm doing well, and um, thank you for your patience. And and I'm a little ashamed to admit that I'm I'm like 99% sure that all the problems last time were totally on my end. So I think it's all fixed now. So so thanks for your patience. Yeah, no, that's right. the the problem with me having a podcast is that. I only know how to do the talking part. So if any other thing goes wrong, I'm like, well, guess we're giving up until someone else fixes this. So well, I'm normally I'm like, glad I'm, we figured it out. No, me too. I mean, I'm normally, you know, kind of a nerd about stuff, but the one blind spot that I have in, in my geekery is I am not an AV nerd. So oh, yeah. once it wasn't working, that's it. I was out. I yeah. was done. Oh, so totally. Yeah. No, the, uh, we have had many a fallen interview until due to technical problems. Um, so maybe someday I'll learn enough, oh, but not perfect. yet. <laughs> well, uh, uh, with my, um, so if it helps you from last time, the, the dropouts that you were getting was because the microphone that I had was like a Bluetooth headset for a phone. And that is not good enough to record at the bit rate that your oh. podcast app needs. So I had to go get a, uh, wired, um, headset that was specifically for, um, it's not specifically for podcasting, but it's like a higher end, like voiceover IP headset. So anyway, that's, well, it sounds great. Yeah. So well, I'm glad, I'm glad we solved that. Excellent. Um, but yeah, it, it's been about a year because we met at San Diego Comic-Con last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we met at a meetup, right? It was actually your panel. 
that oh yes cool i think it was the one that you were moderating that was um the, the building f- your own the mascara yes. networking channel we yes. actually so this past year because because i'm slowly upgrading tech i got the type of recorder that can actually plug into panel microphones so we oh, actually cool. have that panel we did it again this past year we have it available to listen to now which is very cool nice um so yeah so anyone anyone who would like to hear us on that panel you actually can but yeah we met there that's right thank you for coming to that yeah and then um uh somehow we i think it was my wife sam was was chatting with you you told us about the the meetup that you were having afterwards that was at the the hotel um and uh, or at the hotel uh, restaurant and that's where we met and actually had the follow-on conversation about uh Kevin Workman Foundation and what we do. And that's what led to the, oh my goodness, we should, we should uh, have a chat on the podcast. So yeah. Yeah. So tell everyone listening what this foundation is, because I think it's the coolest thing. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, so it's definitely a labor of love. So um, I, I am, I am a nerd and uh, um, I, I'm a guy who always grew up loving anime. Uh, I, I, my level of nerdness is all about like uh, giant robots that transform into aircraft um, uh, with a heavy dash of like tabletop gaming and Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. Um, Perfect. And, and yeah, yeah. So that's kind of my, you know, specialization. But that was a thing that, you know, I did as a kid. And then, um, and then I, uh, I joined the military uh, and then went to go fly planes for the Navy. And during that time, you know, lost touch with all of that because I got real busy doing things that, and I'm making air quotes here that, you know, adults are supposed to do. You don't do that stuff, you know, after you're a kid. And I met this guy, Kevin, through friends of friends when I got stationed here in San Diego um, while I was still in. And and he was was a person who was just a nerd through and through and just shared that passion with everybody. And it was just kind of in hanging out with him and seeing how he still went to con. In fact, he had a booth at con. He loved uh, certain artists. And so he would get in touch with them and he would promote them and he would share that with his friends. He would love this book or this movie. And he was always calling you up in the middle of the night being like, dude, you got to check this out. Check out this movie. (laughs) Check out this artist. And so it kind of, you know, was contagious. And so got introduced through his friends of friends to a bunch of other nerds, got back into Comic-Con. And and unfortunately, you know, about kind of in the middle of this, after just a few years of of knowing Kevin, he he passed away at the age of 40, um, you know, really kind of unexpectedly. And, uh, and it was in like the wake of that, just talking to all of his friends, you know, all of us searching for, for something to do to commemorate our, our dear friend that we, we came up on with the idea of, well, let's do what Kevin did, which was, you know, go to con, search out new artists, share his passion about comic books and art and anime and all the rest with other people. Let's do that under the guise of a nonprofit and just keep doing the stuff that he used to do with a few other things like educational programs and stuff. And, and we'll do this as the nonprofit. And so that, that's what we did starting in, in, um, back in 2012 is when we really started doing this in earnest and, um, you know, started getting the paperwork together for the nonprofit and whatnot. And this con marks the sixth year in a row that we've sent an artist to con. Yeah. As part of our sponsored artist program. So we, we find an artist, you know, we put out the word for nominations or self nominations. We, um, we share those, uh, the best of those nominations with some friends of ours who are in the art industry that help us choose. Um, and then from the, 
money that we pull together from donations that artist attends Comic-Con uh, free of charge, travel, lodging, that's all paid for. Um, the booth fees, that's all paid for them and, and a guest of theirs, which is typically, you know, their significant other or helper to help them schlep all their stuff in. Um, they just get the booth, whatever they are going to do with it for outreach, for connecting with fans, for displaying their work, for selling stuff. It's their blank cam- canvas to use however they want. So this year's artist was um, Peter Santa Maria, um, also known as Attack Peter. Uh, he does, does these just incredible like Japanese woodcut style prints that are very traditional in the mechanics of how he makes them. But then all the subject matter is like Darth Vader as a samurai or Spider-Man or other Marvel superheroes. So it's just, his stuff is just incredible. Yeah, it's great. Um, so yeah, that, and then that's what we do. We've got an educational program too, where we, we bring comic book based art education to, um, to a local school here in San Diego that is focuses a hundred percent on homeless children. So it's a K through 12 school for homeless kids. And so we bring an art education program to them. That's, that's based on comic books and storytelling in a graphical format. And it's all just based on grassroots donations from, you know, friends, to Kevin, our friends and family. We do a little bit of online donations, but we're frankly having a hard time figuring out how to crack the code of, you know, be a big scalable nonprofit. So for now, we're, we're just sticking with the local community. So it, yeah, it's been a labor of love and it's, it's such a much more fun, at least for me, way to attend con now to know that it's kind of for this, this greater good instead of trying to chase down the latest collectible or something, which is also fun. So cool. I love it. Yeah. Every single thing about what you guys are doing is like everything I care about. I think it's so cool. Because I mean, yeah, like I understand. I mean, basically the whole reason we have this podcast is a similar thing, like to signal boost other people. And I think the fact that you have found a way to create a nonprofit where you can essentially like give the, I mean, one of the biggest opportunities that you can have as a nerdy artist Mm -hmm. at San Diego Comic-Con and like all the support that goes with it. Um, I, I think that's like the most incredible thing ever. And, and thank you. And, and I think that's, that's what I think brought us together because, um, the reason why I found you guys was, uh, your panel, my friend, Jamie Rage, um, you know, the, the artist and jeweler extraordinaire, right? She, she was telling me uh, about this panel that she was going to go to and she described it. And, and once I sat through the panel and saw you and all, all the rest of the panelists describing what you were doing, like, uh, me and my wife, Sam, who helps me with, with the, uh, with the nonprofit, like we turn and we look at each other and we're like, we have got to meet these guys. <laughs> we have got to talk to them because we're just aligned in what we're trying to do. So I'm super excited to make the meeting or to continue the meeting via a podcast. And it's so cool too, because I mean, there are a lot of, there are definitely a lot of nerdy organizations doing cool things, but because a lot of people are super grassroots, like you and I are both very mm-hmm. grassroots, that means it's hard to find each other sometimes, even if we're looking like, because it's just hard to let everyone know about you, even if you're doing something super cool. Um, so I'm very glad we connected because I, I think this is so awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I think that, um, there's really, there's really a lot of opportunity for, for people who kind of feel similarly, right. They've, they've got their, their cause, they've got their community that they want to support. Um, I, I, I can say that 
it's it's a bit of a pain in the ass, you know, with the bureaucracy to create a nonprofit. But um, yeah, I know it's not right. easy. And I think it's on purpose a little bit not easy exactly. so that, you know, you only have the the uh, the people who are very serious doing it. But for the people who are very serious, right. it's right. not awesome. Yeah. And, and, and that it's, it's definitely, um, you know, there's a lot of paperwork. There's a, there's, there's a lot of, um, having to navigate the tax code and everything. It's a little easier than it used to be, but I have to say it is so worth it. And it's something to the extent that, um, I was, uh, um, I was on a panel with, uh, Little Fish Comics and they're, they're our friends that, uh, that we partner with to provide the art education. They're another nonprofit based here in San Diego run by Alonzo Nunez, who is just, fantastic art director and uh the the uh, the lead who runs all of their educational programs you know i encouraged all the kids that were in the audience there for that panel like if you feel strongly about something in your community even if you're still in in high school or whatever go create a nonprofit because it's totally something that is attainable. You can run it, you can gather money, you can do everything at the grassroots level um, because it's so satisfying and you can really move the needle in a community. Like, you know, just a little bit of money and a little bit of passion goes a long way with something like this. And I totally feel that way in the, uh, the pop art and Comic-Con community. Um, and I love that Comic-Con is so supportive of communities that are doing that. So um, I encourage everybody, you know, out there who's listening, if they feel passionately about something and they want to really kind of uh, um, uplift a community of artists or just help the creative communities that they love, totally a valid way to do it. You know, all kinds of different ways, but creating a nonprofit and building a community around it is a very satisfying way to do it. Yeah. And we were talking a little bit before we started recording Obviously, everything that both you and I are doing would be a lot easier with a lot more funding, but (laughs) we're still doing like really big and incredible things with a very, very grassroots um, effort, which I think is a big part, like both of us, um, both of us, the communities that we're a part of or have built around what we're doing. Like that's the reason why we're able mm-hmm. to because of the support from that. But it is really incredible. Um, you don't have to be discouraged that you can't do something if you don't have, you know, investors who are giving you tens of thousands or millions of dollars. You just have to be a little smarter about it. But it is still very possible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, money solves a lot of problems, but but it doesn't it doesn't create the authenticity and the passion and the community that comes from, you know, really feeling strongly about, um, about your cause and finding that, that squad of people, that friends and family group that can help you out with it. Like there's no amount of money that you could throw at that, that would bring that passion and authenticity. And, and that's, I think one of the things that, it's, there's a potential to, to kind of go down the wrong path as you look at, um, uh, conventions like Comic-Con and, and really all the rest of the, whether they're comic book based or sci-fi or anime or fantasy or whatever, they're all getting really big. Like I've noticed the fan community conventions are, are really blowing up all over the world. And it would be a mistake, I think, to look at those and see all the money and all of the, uh, um, you know, the Hollywood type um, treatment that they're starting to get and to think that that's how they got big. I mean, how they got big was, you know, a dozen nerds in a room uh, really sharing what they love. That's where it all starts. So I, I, I'm 
very happy that Comic-Con still does so much to support like people like you and me getting a panel, right? You know, I was just thinking that, yeah, the fact that they, which they totally could, but the fact that they haven't like realized how many people are there for the celebrities and just changed their whole programming Mm -hmm. to like purely celebrity programming. It is incredible. You're right. That like, I mean that you and I can both be on panels and then also something that like one of the tips that we talked about on our panel and it's how we met is, is going to the smaller community panels because like the people are accessible. You can Mm -hmm. sit in the front row. Everyone sees everyone's face because there aren't millions of people in the audience. And that's something that's such a cool opportunity at such a huge con um, that I agree. I think, I think it's very cool that they still care about that and it, they're not leaning completely into like pure celebrity and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and even on the, like on the other side of it, where like we were talking earlier about, about social media, right. And, and the whole, the path to getting exposure and to getting that funding could be that, you know, you have, you have an Instagram following that you monetize somehow, or that you motivate to, um, to donate or to fund a Kickstarter or whatever. That's one way. If you've got hundreds of thousands or millions of followers, but one thing that was really telling as, um, as I was talking to this year's uh, sponsored artist that KWF um, brought in, Peter Santa Maria, um, him and his wife, Gabby, like they, they are always hustling. They are always making connections. They are always thinking about the next step with the next publisher or the next artist or anybody else that they need to connect with or that they want to connect with, um, not just to have a connection and another follower, but to really kind of add value to their life, to collaborate, to do a project together, to, um, to brainstorm on stuff together, to have like a real authentic conversation about moving, moving their art forward. And one of the things that was very telling out of of that conversation with them is they both said, you know, at the top of the pyramid of, of stuff, that's the most important that, that, that brings the most, um, uh, that, that brings the most exposure to them and help and has helped Peter's, uh, career the most has been an in-person meeting, right? A direct face-to-face, you know, few minutes of contact that is often at a convention that is often at a place like Comic-Con. So there's just no replacement for it, right? There's no replacement for that, that little gaggle of people that always meets after the small panel. That's like, Hey, yeah. I'm based in San Diego. Where are you? Oh, you're in New York. Oh, let's have a conversation. Let's get on a podcast. Let's, I'll email you and we'll think about what we're going to do for this or that. That's like where the magic happens right there. And I think that, I think that a lot of us who have seen that happen at cons, it makes so much sense, but it's, it's something that's like, you have to be very intentional about, like you could go a whole convention and never do that. If you don't like see the places to take advantage of that. We actually, um, this past year I got an Airbnb with a couple friends because at this point enough, enough of us are going that we know each other and we're right. traveling together. And this was the first year that we were really, we were like, okay, I think we have a handle on how this works. Here's the list of like panels that aren't just the ones our friends are on. And we're going to go like actually try to meet people. And it totally worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was great. And it was so cool to see that happen in a whole group of people. And then 
you know, we introduced ourselves or each other to our new friends. And it's, it's other than paying for the con, if you're already going like that's completely free, you're Mm -hmm. already there. Um, and then depending on the panel, especially if it's small, the people on it appreciate you so much for coming and like being a good audience member. (laughs) Like that's like eternal devotion sometimes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. No. And, and, and I mean, I think it, I think it comes down to like, I, um, I'm definitely somebody who I'm, I'm not an extrovert by, uh, by nature. Like I'm, I'm mostly introverted, but if there's something that I'm really passionate about, then, then I can approach people and engage them. And I can, and I can feel like I have permission to talk to people or feel like I belong. Um, and, and for me, it was doing the homework of, of really studying like what is it that I like about con? Why do I keep going back to Comic-Con? Why do I love the communities that, that I found that are, you know, fan communities about all the nerdy stuff that I love? Um, and, and, you know, once I kind of w- felt like I understood that and could share that, then, you know, starting the conversations was easy because all I had to do is talk about this thing that I love, which happens to be the Kevin Workman foundation. Right. And, and, and doing that. And, and so that, that's what, you know, gets somebody like me who is a nerd, uh, an extroverted ish nerd, but perhaps, you know, never could figure out, um, you know, I could never originally like, yeah, you know, three, four or five years ago, visualize that, yeah, I could be on a panel or I could moderate a panel like I did one time this year. What would I talk about? How, you know, why would I be there? Um, it's just finding that reason to, uh, to really make uh, Comic-Con into my own thing. Um, and, totally. and I think that's kind of the secret, right, is, is finding what that passion is for you. And then everything else comes out of that. Yeah. And especially if you, if you are a little more introverted, going to a panel is basically getting like a 50 minute icebreaker. Like you just get to learn about the person you want to talk to. And then like, you could not have a better in than that being like, I heard you say this, or you care about this thing. I care about that too. Or thank you for saying this specific thing. Mm -hmm. It's like the best it's the best intro to a conversation I think ever, which yeah. is so great. That is a good way to put it. It is definitely an icebreaker um, in many ways too. It's a great warm up too, right? Because um, <laughs> like I, my my joke is that um, I, uh, I I I can be extroverted, but I run extroversion in emulation mode, so it takes like twice right. the memory <laughs> and totally. twice the CPU power. Like you know, some people <laughs> on a panel, their mana bar is going up. My mana bar is going down when I'm on a. Yeah. All right. So I, I need to get warmed up and, and then I can go have the conversations I need to go. And then I can just go and, and, uh, um, and sit and, uh, and, and, and just be in a crowd and have nobody talk to me like on the, um, uh, on the exhibit floor. So, so yeah, yep. it's, it's all about knowing your strengths and weaknesses, I guess. Well, and also for people who are like a little too shy or don't have time. Cause some panelists like run out of the panel, depending on who they are and how busy they are. Like some people are going back to their booth on the floor, but that you can do the same thing online too. Like you can still start those conversations by like mentioning them on Twitter or Mm. sending an email. Yeah. um, Which I think is, 
great or it could be a, a good first try if going up in person is still a little too intimidating. <laughs> yes. And and having having a friend too, I've noticed because uh-huh. like at, at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like um uh it so this is the sixth artist that we've sent to Comic Con and, and every every one of the ones that, that we've had there have kind of um handled what is like running the Boston Marathon of conventions, right? They go from mm-hmm. maybe small like a, a few of the uh, a few of the artists that we work with, they'd been to smaller conventions before, but nothing approaches the scale of Comic-Con. I mean, it's the biggest of its kind in the world. So how they navigated that, it's been really interesting to see. Like there's some artists who they bring their significant other or, or their friend who is definitely like the shopkeeper, you know, social front end of the whole thing, right? And so the artist gets to step back a little bit and doesn't have to be the person that approaches everybody, but then they get introduced by their friend to all of the people that are loving their art, right? And that's what everybody wants is they want the connection with the artist. They want to they want to meet the person who created this amazing stuff. Um, so sometimes that, you know, gets facilitated by a friend. Sometimes they're really outgoing and they can do all of that, but then their friend is there to handle things like point of sale or or uh, traffic control for the other people who are in the booth. So it's all about having a good buddy too and figuring out how to how to be that team. And, and uh, um, it's been really neat to see um, how all of our different artists have kind of figured that out and then gone to other cons. And then once you've been to Comic-Con, man, you, nothing phases you right. after that. You, <laughs> you've survived. Yeah, the, you've survived the, 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 the big one. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. so awesome. I think that's, I have noticed that too um, with, with myself selling at conventions. It's so much better to either have whatever. Yeah. I think that's exactly the right way to put it. Whatever compliments your natural skills, whether having a hype man or whether having a, a person who's just exchanging the money or keeping your, your merch organized, whatever, whatever you need, um, that goes along well with what you're naturally good at is such an important partner to have. It makes everything run so much smoother. Mm -hmm. If yeah. you can have someone there, I think that's the best advice. Yeah. And, and it, it's, you know, just, just even things like booth layout and what to put where and how the booth faces the high traffic area and, um, and who's going to stand where and what, what pieces of art you put where, I mean, that stuff really matters. And there, it's not like there's a book you can go and read that tells you how to do it. A lot of it is, is just kind of by experience and, and just learning as you go. Um, and that, that I think is, is probably one of the next steps that we're going to try to do at the foundation is, you know, at this point, we've got six artists that are kind of like our alumni group, right? Um, they, they've been to con, they've been to other conventions, they've, they've grown their careers. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of ways that we can, we certainly connect them to each other, but it would be really neat if there was a way that we could grow that experience base or make it more available for other people because there's, uh, you know, a lot of people who go to conventions large and small um, that might benefit from from experience or even just some encouragement about, you know, hey, I was there and it was really hard and you'll get through it and this is this is what was hard for me. So this is what you might look at. Um, you know, just, just trying to connect people in that community of experience um, so that they can help each other um, is something that I'm, 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 you know, I'm definitely open to suggestions on how to do that because at the end of the day we're just a bunch of nerds who pool our money together to send people to con and to run a you know a small program here but um you know more experience the better always open to suggestions and connections 
Yeah. And having, having a mentor in whatever, whether it's a very serious one or just someone you can ask questions to, I think makes the biggest difference in like I had one when I first started selling at conventions. There's just so much stuff Mm -hmm. that you can learn the hard way on your own, but it's very, very nice if you can learn from someone else. And um, if you are someone who's done it for a while, if you can pass what you've learned onto someone else, I think that is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think just about anybody who's, who's being honest, who's, who's arrived at some level of success is going to, at some point or another, talk about a very special mentor that they had or more than one, right. Who got them to where they are. Cause we, we all definitely have had that. Um, you know, there's a bunch of friends of mine in the business world who've helped give me suggestions about, um, how to set up, um, the foundation there's, you know, people that I was connected to in the community who like, we couldn't do it alone. So being connected with Alonzo and all of his friends at little fish comics, um, and, and all kinds of other supporters in the local community who've given us great advice about, you know, how we can help our artists. It, 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 it takes a village. It truly does. And so that, that's, that's one of the things that I enjoy the most is making those connections. Me too. We are, we have very similar (laughs) ideas of things that we love, which is so awesome. Um, we've been talking a lot about specifically San Diego Comic-Con, but if someone is listening and they either haven't been before or like maybe don't have any plans to make it there because that is a, and that's a special beast. It's a commitment. Comic-Con is yeah. a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Are there ways that people can get involved in the things that you're working on online or outside of Comic-Con? Yeah. So, so there, there are, there's, there's not much at the moment that, that we can offer that would be, you know, nationwide or, or even worldwide, except for to say that, um, the artist application, uh, applications that we take for our sponsored artist program, um, those applications, uh, open up, uh, typically in the October, November timeframe. Um, they remain open through, um, through the end of the year. And we take applications from anywhere. We've had applications from, uh, Eastern Europe from parts of, uh, Northern Russia, um, from, uh, from the UK. Uh, we've, we've actually had an artist last year who, um, who came to Comic-Con from Canada. So we're, we're not afraid of paying for travel from some weird off wall places. Um, we, so we definitely want, um, my dream is, is I would love to be able to send like an international, a truly like not from North America artist to, uh, to Comic-Con, um, one of these years. So that's my first thing is, is, you know, if you know of anybody, um, if you're a fan of an artist or you are an artist and, you know, doesn't matter how far away you are from, from San Diego, you know, please, uh, please get in touch with us and either let us know about your favorite artists or start a conversation with us, um, about, about what you're doing and about your art. Don't wait for the application cycle to open up. Just, you know, get in touch with us. Find us on, um, find us on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, also, uh, you know, via email. Um, and, uh, and we'd love to hear from you. So that, that's the first one. Um, awesome. yeah. And, and if you, I'll try to remember, but if you send me an email when it goes out, I'll, I'll, uh, 
let everyone know too. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll give you like, um, you know, all the details on our website and where to contact us and everything like that for your, awesome. for the podcast notes. Cause, um, it's, you know, I could say, and I definitely would not say no to, well, you can find us and you know, we have a, we have a PayPal donation site set up so we could definitely accept donations. I would love that. People should definitely yeah. do that. People should definitely. Um, uh, and in fact, um, I'm going to, ask you once we go off air about Patreon, because I, I want to look at like different ways for KWF to have this presence where we could, we could have a recurring presence with people where they almost like a subscription where we're, we're giving them something valuable, maybe some, uh, you know, the inside scoop on what's going on with our artists or maybe some discounted prints or art that's available, um, under a Patreon model, because right now, you know, we solicit people for donations. We get a lot of people at our annual fundraiser, um, you know, that donate once a year. And that, that is very that, that is awesome and amazing, but I'm realizing like for us to get to the next level of say being able to sponsor artists at a West Coast con and an East Coast convention, that's really yeah. where I'd like us to go. Um, you know, we're going to need some more money because that is what makes the world go round. And so not very many people know about us. You know, a lot of people love what we do. I feel like if we got the word out more effectively, we could, you know, build some more support. Um, but, you know, if, if you're moved by what we do, then we will always happily accept a donation or even just words of encouragement or even advice about people that we might connect with to, to try to build up our, um, our reach. That's awesome. Um, what are, what is your social for anyone who didn't catch it? Yeah. So you can find us, uh, uh, our website is, uh, kevinworkmanfoundation.org. Um, and then on social media, it's, if you look for Kevin Workman Foundation on, um, Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, you will find us, you know, I could give us, give you the handle for us, but it's, it's long and cumbersome. Just do a search for us, um, for Kevin Workman Foundation and you will find us and please DM us, uh, shoot us an email, um, shoot us a message. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Um, because you know, right now we're very small grassroots, San Diego, friends and family kind of a thing. But uh, I'm I'm excited to see what would happen if we started reaching out and going nationwide with what we do. Uh, I would love to support more cons. Uh, we also are at WonderCon, which is in oh, Anaheim. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you know, it's another West Coast convention, and our scale is much smaller for that. We mostly use it for recruiting, um, and uh, we haven't been able to cobble together the funds to sponsor an artist, a second artist, to go to WonderCon yet. We're working on that but i would love to do um man like dragon con or something like that like just really move on to the west coast uh, from the west coast to the east coast and and just start hitting up some of the big cons there too that'd be so awesome i was gonna say i feel like a lot of cool new stuff will be coming from you guys so everyone should follow along on social and then um, they can keep in touch with things like deadlines and who your new artists are and which conventions you'll be at Yes, um, because there's a lot going on, and I think that's awesome. Absolutely, yeah, and and I'll promise that you know we we haven't been as good about being um, you know really active on social media, and because of the way all the algorithms work and everything, you know the few posts that we have are are some awesome posts. Like um, a friend of mine is a um, she's a uh, she's a freelance journalist, and so this year and last year she was doing a lot of posts and a lot of like long form videos 
interviewing our artists, interviewing people at con about the themes of, you know, um, inclusion and diversity, all kinds of just great stuff, but we don't post every day and we don't do all of the things you need to do in order to drive your posts up to the top of the algorithm. So our stuff kind of gets lost. So, you know, you might not see us very much, but we're active. We just don't know how to be active in all the right ways on social media yet. We're figuring it totally out. Totally understand. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's a struggle. So I hear you there. <laughs> um, but this, I, I think all of the stuff is so cool. And I'm so excited to see what comes next for you guys. And we'll definitely have to try it again um, as cool. as you grow and as things are happening. Because I think this is like the coolest foundation ever. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Uh, it's... um. You know, it, it's been a learning experience uh, and very, very humbling to see like what to us is, you know, the, I, it's, it's a labor of love. It's somewhat half-assed. We're doing it in our spare time. You know, we all have day jobs, um, but, but just doing a little bit that is imperfect, but has a lot of passion behind it is generating a lot of response and a lot of support and a lot of great conversations and encouragement from people like you. Um, so thank you for that. Um, we'll keep it up. We'll definitely keep you in the loop. Awesome. Thank you so much, Paul. I'm so excited about everything and I hope you get a lot of new followers after this. You are so welcome. And I'm super excited to, um, get introduced into the sartorial geek community and, and hope to hear from all of you guys again soon in the future. Yeah. So everyone go follow the Kevin Workman Foundation. And if you are an artist or you know an artist, uh, either send them an email or a DM or um, tag a friend in their posts. Um, and if you go to Comic-Con, please go to their booth and meet uh, their new their newest artist every year. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Paul. Uh, have a great week, everyone. Um, uh, yeah, that's it. Have an awesome week and awesome. stay nerdy. Thank Bye. you. 